0: If you want to pump your body and expand your mind, there's only one place to go. Mind Pump. Mind Pump. With your hosts, Sal Stefano, Adam Schaefer, and Justin Andrews. You just found the world's number one fitness, health, and entertainment podcast. This is Mind Pump. Right in today's episode, we answered fitness and health questions that were asked by viewers and listeners just like you. But the way we open the episode is with an intro portion. It's where we talk about current events, we talk about scientific studies we mentioned our sponsors. Today's intro portion was 55 minutes long. After that, we got to the question. So here's what went down in today's podcast. We opened up by talking about how to bulk to get lean. Then we talked about BDE and Pete Davidson. We talked about Justin failing. He was supposed to do the Organifi commercial and bring Pure to the studio because he loves it. By the way, Organifi makes some of the best organic plant-based supplements around, including protein powders, Green juices, red juices, and Justin's favorite, Pure, which helps with cognitive function. We love it. That's probably the one that we use most. Go check them out. Head over to Organifi.com. That's O-R-G-A-N-I-F-I.com forward slash Mind Pump. And then use the code Mind Pump for 20% off. Then I talked about my daughter, and uh, she kind of clowned on me a little bit. Adam brought up Radical Honesty. We talked about how we evaluate supplement companies that we work with. We talked about Elon Musk and taxes. We brought up a YouTube personality, Jake Tran. Then we talked about inflation among commodities since the 1970s. I talked about how my grandfather is now using Ned. He's 90 years old. He's using their hemp oil extract, noticing a reduction in pain, sleeping better. He likes the product. It's pretty cool. By the way, Ned makes the best hemp oil products around. If you you have used CBD products in the past and have said to yourself, I barely feel this, that's because they're crap. Try Ned. You will feel this. No joke. You will feel this if you take it. Head over to helloned.com. That's H-E-L-L-O-N-E-D.com forward slash mind pump, And then use the code mind pump for 20% off. By the way, if you spend more than $150, Ned is throwing in some free gifts with every order. And it's also USDA certified organic. And then we talk about financial literacy in our families. Then we got to the questions. Here's the first one. What's the difference between lifting steel plates versus bumper plates. The next question, what is your favorite or most fun MAPS program to run? The third question, how much of a difference do Mace Bells and Indian clubs make for joint stability? And the final question, chronic stress. Is it strong enough to keep someone from achieving their fitness goals? Also, all month long, two workout programs are on sale, both 50% off. There's MAPS Hit, which is high-intensity interval training, and then there's MAPS Split. This is an advanced bodybuilder split routine. Both half off. If you're interested, you want to learn more, head over to mapsfitnessproducts.com. Just use the code DECEMBER50. That's DECEMBER50, with no space, for that 50% off discount. T shirt time! And it's
1: t-shirt time Oh, shit, Doug, you know it's my favorite time of the week It is certainly your favorite time We have two big winners this week We have one for Apple Podcasts We have one for Facebook The Apple Podcast winner is Sonye And for Facebook, we have Devin Felix Both of you are winners Send the name I just read to iTunes at mindpumpmedia.com Include your shirt size and your shipping address And we'll get that shirt right out to you
0: you looking to get lean, well, you might need to bulk first in order to make that happen. All right, let's talk huh? about this. I know, right? Is it backwards advice? Yeah, wait yeah. a minute. I want to get lean, but I got to bulk? Are we in? <laughs> yeah, we're we in backwards land. Yeah, no, you know, uh, this is this is good advice for a lot of people because when you're getting lean, you have to eat less calories than you than you burn, right? You got to cut your calories, but people don't think beyond once they hit their goal, right? You want to be able to cut your calories to a point where the maintenance calories now when you're lean is something you can sustain. And so if you're going to cut your calories and they're low and hard for you to maintain, you're screwed. So bulking, speed the metabolism, build some muscle, kind of like a reverse diet, gives you more room to do the cut afterwards. So I like that
2: advice, but I'm going to take it a step further. I think that... uh there's tremendous value in in doing the opposite of whatever you tend to do, no matter which side of the fence you on.
0: Meaning, oh, that's
2: true. Yeah, like how I mean, and I know you we're can interrupting the process. I know you can definitely relate to this because you and I were both the same way. We were on we were on a permanent bulk for most of our lives, always. right? Because we had this insecurity about being skinny, so I was always bulking. And you know, one of the best things I ever did in pursuit of the bulk was actually run a cut for a while because I had never really done that. And one, I got leaner and quote unquote smaller, but I got the compliments my insecure ass was looking for forever, which was "Oh my god, you look so big!" Mm-hmm. And I thought this is crazy. Yeah, I and lost fifteen. pounds. Yeah, I lost fifteen pounds. I'm getting all these 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 comments. And then when I went back into the bulk, my body just responded amazing. And so, and I think the same thing is true is for the kid or the guy or girl who struggled with uh, weight loss their whole life, they've always been 40, 50 pounds overweight. If they're either not paying attention at all or they're on a strict diet and they're Mm -hmm. trying to cut, taking that person and saying, hey, let's start to add food to your diet. Let's try and build some muscle. Let's put you on a bulk, even though you want to lose 50 pounds first and then cut. So I I think uh, even better advice Mm -hmm. is to evaluate what do you typically do all the time, and then maybe even potentially? Yeah, I'm glad you.
0: I'm glad you clarified. Because, and by the way, bulk is not just eating a bunch of garbage. Right. And it, when we, when we're, what we're referring to when we say bulk is eating in a slur, surplus that allows you to build lean body mass, but not too much body fat. So it's a small surplus, you know, clean bulk or whatever you want to call it. And you have to pair that with effective strength training or resistance training. Speeds up the metabolism. You get your maintenance calories, in other words, the calories that require your body requires to stay the same. To go up, 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 and then when you cut, you got all this room to cut calories. And then what you said about like how what you and I experienced, I noticed this incredible resensitizing effect yeah. to calories. Like I would just eat more and eat more, and it got to the point where it was like I got to eat four thousand plus calories to make anything move. Then I went on an actual cut, just like you did, which took me a long time to even attempt. I got lean, and then it was like the most sensitive my body had ever become to calories, and I was able to build muscle. Well, afterwards. and
3: there's a threshold to bulking as well, to where you find yourself just bloated and
0: gassy, <laughs> yeah. and you, your body is literally just fighting
3: you throughout the entire process. And, and it's you don't have to keep pushing and driving, uh, you know, uh, you know going through that process of pain and and anguish uh, to make it happen. Like, you can kind of bring it back and step out a bit and and make sure your body uh, responds the way you want it to by just interrupting that. It's funny because what you're saying is the body is sitting there trying to give you all these
2: signals that you need to go. Just ignore them. Yeah, but you ignore them because of your insecurities. But I I really like, though, I mean, the original – I wanted to add to it, but your original tip – uh, with somebody trying to uh, lose weight. I remember this being a really challenging conversation, right? So person sits in front of me. Super hard. They've been struggling with weight loss their whole life. Yeah, I they've, know you want to lose weight, but right, we're going to make Right, you- <laughs> they've yo-yo dieted up and down. Yeah. They've tried all these different diets. Uh, I, I assess the way they're currently eating and their goals, and they they want to say, let's say, lose 50-plus pounds or whatever. And I go, okay, the first thing we're going to do is we're going to increase your calories, and they they freak out because they're just like, that's not why I'm hiring you. But the truth is the people that hire me at that stage, most of them have already tried dieting on their own. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And what the diets look like are crash diets where they restrict calories like crazy and they you know do cardio and they do everything they can and they've completely slowed their metabolism down. So I get somebody who is 230, 250 plus pounds and they're eating 1500 calories. And they're like, yeah, where are we going to go? I, yeah. yeah. Like we can't, we can't cut from, and even if they, let's say they're at still at 2,200, 2,200 calories for someone who's 250 plus pounds is a very low. You're k- going
0: to end up at 1,200 calories. That's right.
2: Hour. That's So, you know, when I see that, I go, okay. And that's, you have to be able to uh, articulate that to somebody and say. You,
0: you want to know what I used to say, yeah. which was kind of a, a trick. And it's not really a trick. I think as a coach, you have to figure out how to communicate certain things because, what you're talking about is such an uphill battle, and sometimes the most convincing coach and trainer, you're just not going to convince the person. So what I would say to people is, I'm not going to worry about your nutrition yet. Right now, we're just going to work out, and we're going to take this one step at a time. The reason why I would say that is I know that if I said that, then most likely they're going to eat at least at maintenance or a surplus, right. and it gives me the opportunity to build strength and muscle and metabolism. And then three months later down the line, then we could start to talk about
3: Yeah. I'm like always that. trying to have them focus on rebuilding the body first, like building the body up and, and so it just works better. And, and I think that's that's totally not something somebody coming in for weight loss is ever gonna focus on. And that's you know, as a coach, it's you know, if you can get them to get into that mentality so that later on the weight loss process becomes so much more effective and it sticks longer. So I would I would uh Focus on something that I, I I'm trying to increase.
2: Normally, when you get someone like that, they are you know most common thing either under consuming protein, uh, under consuming uh, fiber, under consuming potentially healthy fats. Normally, one, and so instead of even talking about calories, I go the direction of oh wow, we, we need to increase protein yeah. because we, we need to build muscle, and I would make yeah. the case for speeding the metabolism up. So I wouldn't, I too would not focus on hey, I'm going to make you eat lots more because that would freak someone like that out, right? You just say. Hey, I assessed the diet and we definitely need to increase protein intake. So I would focus there knowing that I'm also bumping calories a tiny bit, but I'm not really telling them that all I'm doing is like, Hey, we need more fiber or we need more protein or we need more healthy fats in your diet. And they don't really look at it like I'm telling them they need to eat more food and they don't freak out. Yeah, I know. Speaking
0: mm. of the bulk thing, like what you said, Justin. I mean, I'll, I'll give you guys my personal I, – I ignored all my body signals forever because I was so hard-headed about it. I, I think was, we all did in here. Bro, dude. At we, one yeah. point – this I is true. I think everybody does. Yeah. I, I remember this at one point. The, the breakfast I would have – so I was a, probably a senior in high school – This is when I was like all in, like this is going to happen, right? And my breakfast consisted of a punch bowl (laughs) of Cheerios. So this was like uh, maybe a quart of whole milk in order to make this happen. 12 egg uh, scrambled. So 12 eggs scrambled. And then on the way to school, toast and bananas. This is what
3: I would have for breakfast. I feel bad for the kid that sat behind you. Oh, dude. Uh, In class. I'd
0: I'd be in school like, uh, holding it together, you know? (laughs) Oh, yeah. Keep it down. Oh, I did the down.
3: same, but it was with uh, uh, like the like the beach scooper uh, oh, size the, of the protein haters? powder, weight gainer, uh, oh. and then add in like five egg yolks and then also peanut butter on top of that and just rumbles all day long, yeah. like especially after I work out. It was just,
0: just gas. Dropping heat yeah, in, just in the heat everywhere. That's <laughs> terrible. <laughs> yeah. All right. So I want to talk to you guys about a scientific phenomenon that I think uh, we now have some pretty clear evidence. So Scienti- for a long time, this <laughs> has been observed. Yeah speculated a lot of anecdotes but i think now we have hard evidence that Mm. bde is a real (laughs) thing yeah big dick energy big dick energy okay so
3: what uh spawned this research bro pete davidson okay 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 (laughs) okay that
0: is a good example. that dude has to have a ginormous dick dude something i'm convinced hold on a second he dated ariana grande uh kate Beckenstein. i didn't even know this i saw that meme that's flying around right now yeah
2: it's like four like the hottest chicks out there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah.
0: Uh, Kim Kardashian. And who else is Was he, it? Was it Megan Fox, too, or something? Yeah, like, like with, you know, what? There's, there's like four. There's like four of like the. I like, don't know, dude. This guy looks like
3: a creature. Yeah. You know, and he's not really <laughs> yeah. that funny. No. So there's got to be another
0: factor. No, listen, I don't want to talk shit. He's okay? got that No, serious. I will talk shit. I think he's not funny. I, just, I don't want to talk shit, <laughs> but here's the deal he doesn't look healthy. Like if you yeah, look at he's like got he's dark like, circles under his like eyes. Something's not guy.
2: right. Yeah, yeah. So it's either when you see that, what do you okay, so what do you guys we're gonna speculate and probably fucking cause some shit here. It so can't
0: what, be just having a, a, a massive dick. That can't be the only thing. Sure it can. No, well,
3: that's it, dude. That's it. I mean, that's I really so.
0: and he's famous, I guess. He's got money and whatnot. Yeah, so but all these women are famous too. I mean Kate yeah, Begginsdale right? yeah. could have hooked up with anybody. Right, for Why? sure. Why? Yeah, so, but
2: aren't most like typically like most famous actors and stuff like that like smaller in stature, and it's like they're not normally like big guys. And he's kind of an anomaly too because he's not a real big guy, but he's probably packing. To, like, isn't that like most most of you know your, what I think? Most actors that, or... are like your little like at least in my my school and growing up is like little drama guys. They're little, you know. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And they they put like little they like, they shoot them from the angle down up. Yeah, so Tom look, Cruise. Yeah, and then yeah. you see him in real life. and They're like little little dudes. So. He's probably a little bit of an anomaly in the acting comedy circuit, I would think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. Here's what I.
3: Well, you, Do you guys have any friends that are just like super ugly, but would just pull like amazingly beautiful girls?
0: Yes, but they had tremendous charisma. His charisma. Now he doesn't. Well, I don't know. I had one. No, I have that. a. Bu- I, I have a buddy who like
2: yeah, he's he he lays pipe and he doesn't. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like he's like and he's he's five ten. I won't say his name. I won't put him on blast. He's just you got of an. Anaconda well, it's actually. I mean, it's not like putting him on blast. It's like <laughs> yeah, he, uh, and for the longest time, I know we were friends forever I, and I, I didn't know that until way, way later and he's you know, he's kind of on the goofier side. And you guys went to the locker room together? And uh, just gr- and girls <laughs> Holy just, shit! Girls absolutely love him. You know? They just absolutely love him. It was way later that I so, find it. When we moved in together, we lived together So here's my theory. Out, so. Here's mm. my theory.
0: Yeah, he's probably packing heat. Okay, that's fine. <laughs> I don't think that's all of it though. Here's my theory. So, so studies actually show this that if you walk into a room and you want to attract other women the most effective thing you could do is walk in with another really attractive woman. Oh. Yeah. This makes you immediately attractive. Women want to talk to you or whatever. This is they've done studies on this. So here's what I think. I think he, he tricked one. Yes, yes, he tricked the first one, right? Yes, oh, no it, was it was Kate Beckinsale. does happen. It was Kate Beckinsale. And then all the other women are like, Kate Beckinsale. Why are they? Why is she with that troll? So like, I, I imagine. Find out.
2: I imagine like being a celebrity at that level is like a like you know it's like a
0: you're out of the board No, I think it's like a club. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like if, I
2: mean, you did any of you go to a small school? I went to a small school for a while, right? Yeah, okay. And you eventually, yeah, a nice school, it's such small. a small club. You
0: ran out of options or what?
2: Well, yeah, you end up you all end up dating <laughs> the same girls and people. <laughs> you know the classroom, and speaking give you, like I went through a K through eighth. You and I was there from uh, fourth grade all the way to eighth grade with that same group of people. And that's you know, fourth grade my first girlfriend. So you're, you you oh have girl. God. So by the time you get to eighth grade, you've all dated the same kind of circle. Of Stacy. Yeah. All every, dated yeah everyone everyone um, dated Stacy. Like, you know come on, you too. Dude. Yeah, that's right. Guys... So I I think like uh, celebrity is such an intimate group of people that eventually gets around. Like you know, what's what's his name?
0: So he's down the list. He's on the bottom of the list. Well, no, he's uh, a- I went through the whole list. No, he's on Who's the left? list. He's on the
2: list as the guy with the. the Big package, and then you know, every you know, at one point, that cl- that club of can't people want to find out for themselves. It like, could it be really that? Is it really that big? Or is she just exaggerating? No, oh my
0: god, I don't know. The, yeah. the other thing I think is that he's he made a deal with Satan. You know what I mean? Like yeah. he's just signed well, he thing like for that. sure. You know what I mean? he's like, listen. <laughs> You could have my soul. I just want to be able to bang whatever chick I want. He's like, done. Here you go. And then yeah, it's probably it. like this
2: really Thanks sweet Satan. and romantic guy who says all the right things. We don't even know. We're talking shit right now. He's oh yeah, like, yeah. He just he's has like the, 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 the best, best game you've ever heard. Well, in your life.
0: you know what it is. It's an anomaly. Of course, we're speculating. I don't know the guy, right? So, but it's it's usually when you see something like that. it's Super generalized. Okay, but usually well, wait, it's you, because you, the guy's a billionaire. Well, yeah. I was going to say, so you could rule out
2: the money thing. Yeah, they can go get money from any other Kim celebrity. Kim Kardashian. Or they have so many
0: better looking celebrities out there to choose from. Yeah. Kim Kardashian's got way more money than he does, right? He doesn't have a ton of money. So it can't be the money. Charisma, I've seen his stand up. He sucks. He's not really good. He's not super good looking. Maybe it's the beat. Well, he
2: potentially is like the the life of the party. So now imagine this club, right? So they they all go to the same up. parties and stuff like that. He's probably the dude who he's probably got an aura about him. He walks in and he's probably got mad confidence, even though he's ugly. See what's
0: happening right now? If you were a girl, you'd want to date him right now because you want to find out what's going on. Yeah. yeah the mystery factor. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What's he doing? You ever
3: watch that stupid show where the guy had like this top hat yes, purposely dude. and he's just like, he uses artist. that. Yeah, the pickup artist. Like maybe
0: he's been hanging out with the pickup have artist. Have you seen that? I don't know. Uh-uh. You haven't seen this? Uh-uh. Oh my god! Dude. It's the
3: douchiest show I think I've ever watched. So he
0: like he's this guy. He was a super nerd, and then he learned how to pick up chicks, and he teaches other. He teaches these thors. guys how to like nag
3: out on on girls, and basically like he's like first you got to prey them on them their insecurities, yeah. and then wear stupid outfits so they get attention, and it's just like cringe worthy.
2: Really. Yeah, really? yeah, you know oh, what's yeah. funny
3: about it? And I don't know how. I pre- mean, I, I, I think a, a confidence has a lot to do. With
2: there it, he is, right, right there. You For sure.
0: It, Oh, re- wow. Yeah. Look at that
3: stupid hat. Yeah.
0: <laughs> this guy is a pickup artist? Idiot. Hey, you yeah. know what's funny, though? What's funny is it worked. Now, I don't know how fake it was or produced. Well,
2: I, I mean, okay. So in in high school, if you look at He's old so pictures eccentric. of me, you the way I dressed and the things I do, you'd probably be like, what the fuck?
0: You wore a hat like that?
2: I, not like that. That's that's a little that's a little. But I, bro, I had I wore I wore like a top hat.
3: I wore what? A,
2: yeah I wore like a <laughs> golfer's hat. Well, yeah, like, but it,
3: no, bro, I, well, I had a thing. Yours was more authentic, though like you would do that at school. You would do yeah. like this is like you know something. He goes to a club to to literally
2: wait. fish and pray. Well, like, wait, 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 shows. hold on a second.
0: You wore a top hat? Yeah, bro. Did I wore, I, it? I had a
2: whole collection of all kinds of crazy hats, and I did wore you, like. Hey,
0: a, did you ride a unicycle? Like, no. <laughs> I, He's I got a monocle. Okay, so unpacking it now as an adult,
2: looking back, what I think it was was that if you have the confidence to be so different than everybody else of and you and you don't and and don't, don't get me wrong sure. uh, initially some kid would probably make fun of me but that didn't wait i didn't waver i didn't go oh someone teased me now the next day you never see me yeah. wear it i double triple down yeah. you know if you two if, top if, hats right <laughs> if you tease me <laughs> you about it about. i'm rocking it and so and and i because i think i carried myself that way i attracted because i definitely i know i was not a good-looking kid in school Like was not like i was skinny crooked teeth Poor, drove a shitty. Co- like I had all the things, and I was not your top athlete. I was. It's average. so hard to believe. because yep. You're so handsome. Now. Oh, no, dude. Yeah, you are. Just, We're on camera. You can't, can't lie. <laughs> well, I'm. I'm serious though. Like uh, in, and I definitely. I. I Adam dated. gets all
3: shy when I say that. You notice yeah, that? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> his his cheeks no. got a little red.
2: I think. I really think that <laughs> it, that has a lot to do with it. Was probably the, having confidence. Yeah, you're especially in, in high school because
0: everybody's so. Well, and I insecure.
2: imagine. Don't you imagine like totally. celebrity life is kind of like being in high school? But
0: I do. I feel like yeah. it's. It's like, but that. I do I feel like that. it could backfire, right? I feel like some kid listening right now is like, okay, Adam said, Okay, so it does be so different. My
2: friends tried to, as we got older, he's
0: gonna dress up as a Pokemon.
2: Listen, you know? as we Sorry. got older, remember when I went, I, I tell early on, if you've been listening to podcasts since the beginning, I used to talk about painting my toes all the time. At one point, uh, all my friends that used to make fun of me all went through a phase where they tried it. Because they saw, they're just like, oh my god, dude, the thing that we all make fun of them for. So you're like, at
3: the pool, and girls would walk by or whatever, and they would see that, and they would get there,
2: start a conversation. They, but yeah. they weren't just painting; so, they were French. Managers. Some girl, some yeah. girl, yeah, some girls would think, uh, oh my Nobody's god, it's so cute. Some girls would try, would <laughs> would make fun of me at first. Please don't. But again, if I didn't waver when they make fun of me, it would start a conversation. Justin, Anyways, Justin yeah.
0: tried to copy you, but they, they kicked did. him out of the. <laughs> Your salon. method did not work for me. My, no, I had buddies I that tried it. Them, like, right? We don't have we don't have a sand, we don't have a sander strong enough to deal with this. <laughs> I had friends that <laughs> yeah. tried
2: it, and it they failed miserably, but here's why: I watched it happen, and I watched why it failed miserably. It, it's not about the the toenail paint; yeah. it's about how you respond and react with of it. Of course. Oh, yeah. And so they would do it, and then when they get made fun of, you would see them, they just, they would clam up and like, they would get, damn. Yeah. Then they, they would, they would differ, like, oh, I lost a bet or, oh, you know, I'm just kidding around. Like yeah. they would, they would get all nervous about it. I'm like, you can't do that. No, if you right. do
0: that, then it's not going to work. You no, have confidence, to Confidence is a big, a huge, uh, that's a huge factor. Yeah, you're so peacocking. I, yeah, I was so, so I didn't care either. I wasn't a style, fashion. I didn't care. I, I just didn't care, but I was, I, I never. Yeah, I chose. Yeah, know. Hey, have you guys seen my wife? Come on now. No, no one's it, arguing. Oh, or hey. maybe, or maybe in spite of. You have a different method that's just yeah. all but you know yeah. what I didn't care of I didn't care about expressing my opinions and right. talking about whatever so yeah. we'd be in a crowd and you know I have a, a a cousin super good looking guy and girls would always you know go to him right away but then as the day would progress I would because I wasn't afraid to talk about whatever or, or speak my mind yeah, yeah. Still, still you have your way. own confidence in other things sure, sure. right right yeah, so, so it's, it's, it's hilarious <laughs> Speaking of uh, confidence, uh, Justin, you need to be more confident yeah. about remembering to do commercials. Come on, man. You, okay. Why you were you responsible for Organifi's commercial today. Drop oh, you, the ball, I, bro. I, I
3: told you guys yesterday, I'm going to bring it in. And, and here's the it? thing. We ran out because we I used it all here and yeah. I have the rest of my house. We were
2: supposed to start the pure kick again. Yeah. And we were supposed to have it ready for the, the next commercial Organifi and we're failing them. Yeah. I was going to say, say, hey, let's partner.
3: lie. Adam's like so sharp today and not like, but just, you know, I wouldn't be able to <laughs> pull it off because He's, obviously you're you know
0: just so gonna lie I'm yeah a little cloudy today. So like, let's <laughs> lie you guys
3: um no I, I i yeah i'm sorry i apologize that was that was on me uh now are you back to using it though consistently i am
0: he okay, has personally. it at home
3: bro he hoarded it all uh, yeah i brought That's it all why we some- don't have it And I was – and this the thing. Like, that's probably one of my most consistent supplements that I use. And and you guys, you know, like, we'll talk about creatine. I'm actually going to start taking more creatine again, too. But I haven't taken it in years. Like, so there's just certain supplements that, um, you know, I – I I do well with, and this is definitely one of those in terms of, like, right now, like, I'm trying to recall information. I'm trying to stay focused, and this is one of those things that's just helped me No, we've
2: all talked about how much it makes a difference. In fact, if I was the producer of this show, I'd probably have it ready for my host all the time because I care about the production
3: of the show. So let's put this on Doug. Yeah. 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 This is Doug's fault. Uh, Trying to yeah. help you out, bro. For yes. not like sending me
1: a reminder. <laughs>
3: God, we're so useless with oh, so <laughs> remembering. Hey, you this. know what though.
1: <clears throat> Justin's like a squirrel. You know, he he takes all the supply, all the pure yeah. for the winter, yeah. and we yeah. don't have any left. And I'm also or like the dog, distracted like a squirrel yeah. too. Yeah, I was gonna say I'm like
3: the dog. that If you say squirrel, I'm like squirrel. Yeah, 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 it's true.
0: It's true. By the way, don't poke at Doug too much. I've seen him get pissed off not that long ago. The guy will. Yeah. <laughs> he flipped on you. Oh again? yeah, dude, it was great. It was. Uh, we had some technical difficulties up in Truckee and I was like oh frustrated God. about it. Yeah. And he started getting really mad and I saw that side of Doug that I never want to see because I've seen mm. it once before. So I was like, I better back down before he yeah. kills me. <laughs> you can't poke the bear too Hey, don't know. I'm easy
1: going but uh, I do yeah. have a threshold.
0: Doug will murder everyone. He's well, like, he's, I imagine, he's like, he's like I a imagine when you're like
1: that, right? So, And
2: you probably obviously experienced this, right, Doug? Because you uh, you do, I think, have a incredibly long
0: fuse. And I, I think, but, mm-hmm. it's, but it's connected to a nuke. Well, yeah. Like, <laughs> I think that's what
2: happens with people like this, right? Like you put up with a lot more you, you kind of don't you, right. you, you don't rock the boat hardly ever yeah, that's true but it, it, if it compounds enough it. at just the keep, right time it then you don't really have like a a, a warm hotter hot no right i'm hot time. or cold yeah okay yeah, yeah, that's yeah, it. it yeah yeah, yeah.
0: yeah, yeah. yeah. So, it was, <laughs> so, so i'm just warning you the jokes.
2: Well, you would yeah. think by now. Shame on you. You would think by now. Okay, as long as we've all been together, everybody knows each other's. Yeah. Life. No. You listen. Like, I heaven love- forbid we fuck with your fucking eating schedule or your workout. Hey, schedule. hold on a second. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Heaven forbid that. I, in fact, since we're call- talking shit right now, let's just bring this out right now. <laughs> yeah. So we have Vicky in the morning who cuts all of our hairs on Monday, yeah. our hair on Monday, right? <laughs> and there's there's a there's a normal order to it that's just as naturally happened. Yeah. I'm first, ironically, even though I have the longest drive to get here, I have to be the first one, so I have to get up an extra oh. hour. And yeah, the, long. the longest haircut. Right. Which uh, <laughs> yeah, is ironic too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So go, I go, I go first, then then normally Justin and then and then Sal goes. Yeah. And you know, there's been a couple times where Justin and then also I have been caught in traffic, an accident, or that and this Lead guy over work, here basically. will make Vicky sit and wait for an hour all by herself <laughs> instead of ruining his it's work. It's usually his like workout.
0: twenty minutes. <laughs> And number two Bro. number two well, my listen, biceps aren't pumped enough yeah, yet. Yeah. Hey, hey, <laughs> yeah, listen. Dude, like, I'm glad we're doing this on the show. <laughs> listen. People listen to the show. They know. What do we say about your workouts? You make them rocks in your oh schedule. My God, I rocks. have a schedule workout. I'll miss a haircut. I gotta do my workouts, gotta happen. Yeah. That's the only way it'll happen. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Yeah. It's work though. Look at the hair. But you should know, Doug, Okay when it comes
2: to technical stuff and if I mean nobody uh, nobody is harder on him than himself when yeah. it comes to yep. making everything right so when it doesn't go right it's he's one of those Justin's yeah. like this also I've yeah. learned this from all the years we've been sure. together if Justin fucks up on something or something doesn't go accordingly I don't normally need to say anything because I already know he's probably beating himself up yeah, inside so, torturing so, myself yeah so yeah. if I if I put anything on him on top of that it's like also I, oh, yeah, oh, Justin looks yeah, no, upset.
3: Me, me and Doug relate quite a bit yeah, yeah. we do <laughs> it's like yeah, you guys are a lot. Like Actually, you know, the
2: more I think about it, I'm, we're talking about it, you guys are a lot like each other when it comes to that stuff. Well, yeah.
1: he's—you're he, the youngest, right, Doug? You what? got an older brother? Oh, oh. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I <laughs> think
3: that plays a factor. You I am the, the youngest,
1: oldest. as a matter of fact. Oh, that's, that's true. Yeah, know. I think so. I find that people who are firstborns tend to be very. Uh, they think they know a lot of things. Overbearing. Yeah. yeah what, did, what,
3: did, what, did Doug,
2: what was that <laughs> interview video? Okay, I he said got the of, answer. Yeah, as Adam, always Adam's yeah. being the
1: oldest, thinks that he, he has a lot to
3: say, and <laughs> <want> to hear. <laughs> And we we listen, we listen, and we're like, I think you're wrong, you know. And
0: then I'll, I'll show you, but I'll, I'll hey, wait for my moment. Hey, I wonder what they say when we leave. The, I know, what, you know sometimes you and I, you and I have these huge <laughs> Oh, I mean, Doug conspire. Spiral. I time wonder when we leave what they. You know, I what already. They, I, already
2: they, I know you all talk shit all the time. These guys are always like, if I get all frustrated, so they, oh god, he's on one. Grumpy Adams. Yeah. No, he's just
0: a a little moody, but that's about it. That's a (laughs) a better better description. (laughs) Brooding is what they say for guys who are moody. I just say moody. (laughs) Is that really a thing? Brooding, yeah, that's what they say for guys, which is kind of funny, but it really is just you're being, you know, it's a guy being moody. I've uh, never even heard that He's so mysterious. No, he's just moody. Uh, That's like a
3: look on the face, right? When you're watching movies and they do this like,
0: oh my God, it's so funny. You just reminded me. So I I was talking to my daughter, right? So on her iPad, she had a picture of... Who's the guy that plays the the, the new Spider Man? The, the, the last one. What's uh, M- his name? M- yeah, the young guy. Uh, What's I it? Look I don't him know his name. name anyway, Toby? Toby. No, not Toby McGuire. That's, Toby? that's that was the one before him. So yeah, I can't remember his name. Movie. But anyway, she had him on there, so <clears throat> I'm teasing her like, "Oh, you think he's you know he's your crush or whatever?" She's like, "No, he's not." You know, we're doing this whole thing back and forth. Anyway, She's like, I'm really into spiders. And yeah, anyway, so I was teasing her, so. <laughs> Oh, what's his name? Tom Holland. There he is. That's not a bad, you know, that's not a bad guy. Dan, those are all the Spider-Mans? No. No, these three, Uh, I think, here. Neil Patrick Harris was never a Spider-Man. But anyway, so we're, we're later on, right? So I'm teasing her or whatever. And we're, you know, and I tell her, listen, I'm just kidding or whatever. I said, you just got to date. Make sure you date a guy like your father, right? And she's like, oh, okay. So date a guy that speeds all the time in the car. That's what she said? Uh, Yeah, dude. (laughs) I was like, oh, no. Oh, Oh, man. But she's right. You know what I mean? Their perspective is always so funny.
3: It's like what they hold on to. Well, so
0: I was thinking about this, right? Because I feel like such an asshole. I was thinking about this. I'm like, what if she does date some jerk who drives hella recklessly in his car and she's used to it because her dad drives like an asshole? Yeah. God. Damn it! I got to change this right now. Someone needs
2: to bring back the the, the kids say the darndest thing that show or whatever like that. Obviously, it was Bill Cosby before, yeah, so that, we can't do that, that with him anymore. <laughs> if we can find <laughs> somebody, somebody else a little more wholesome. You know, yeah, 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 yeah. Welcome yeah. to Sleepy Time yeah. with yeah. Bill Cosby. Yeah. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. Uh, yeah. I'm sorry. Well, well, that was such a good show, though, right? There's it was no, hilarious. I can't, I can't believe they haven't done another one like that. I thought it was hilarious when they interview the kids like that and they would say the <laughs> the darndest things. Kids
0: are great, dude. I had a client, no once. filter. That's why. Yeah, I know. I had a client once where his his daughter he went to go wake her up in the morning she was like three years old and he's like hey honey wake up and she looks at him and she goes your face smells
2: there's something so attractive and pure about radical honesty when you meet some and that could be and it's rare to find it in adults right yeah. so it's so it's yeah. so pure in children because yeah. they don't know better uh-huh. right they don't know if they're a, what a, a, how what it is to offend somebody mm-hmm. or they're not thinking that way they don't process it that way so it's so cool but then it, it, for some reason, we tend to lose that as we get yeah. older and people tend
3: well, to- Well, I was talking to Courtney about this because we were, I was um, describing a lot of my friends that are still friends now and the ones that have left. And, and the ones that are still my friends are the ones that are like super blatantly honest and like tell me like, you know, stuff that, that might be offensive or piss me off. or what, But I just, I know who I'm dealing with. You know, yeah. and it's well, that's like your friend. Things.
2: Who, who what was the name of your friend that I, I hit it off with at the party? Oh, talking? Bo. Yeah, like yeah. I just, He's I, like I I'm immediately drawn. We could have. Different political, social. Uh, yeah, but
0: you know what you're dealing with.
2: But yeah, yeah but I, I just I love somebody who, who embodies that radical honesty that's not afraid to say their immo- mind. And there's a there's a line there too because well, you to you're not an people. asshole. It Doesn't yeah, mean exactly. like you just you say rude shit all the time. It's like you can you can be very honest but also yeah. empathetic and consider a,
0: someone's feelings. Yeah. So let me ask you this. So let's say your wife <laughs> comes up to you and she's like, "Hey, does this does this dress make me look kind of fat?" And let's say it does. Would you say yes? Would you? Would, no, you're you say. Are you a really way. asking me
2: that? Yeah, for real. Haven't you heard Katrina talk about that before? No. Oh, you say? haven't. No. Oh, guarantee yeah.
0: Adam would say. You know,
2: oh, yeah. I, I'm brutally honest yeah. with stuff like that. I, she doesn't have to ask me. She'll walk out in an outfit. like, you can't wear those shoes with
3: that.
0: <laughs> no, no. Yeah. You see, don't. see. I, I you say, never asked
3: Katrina this. Dude, me and Courtney are the same. But yeah. I would. I would say it in a way where I'm like, uh, I'm like, oh, that one's just not as flattering on you. Yeah, mm. it,
2: it, so, so you I kind of prob- screwed around. The, so uh, I probably fat. started like that,
3: but we've been together now for so long yeah, that I'm, be- I'm
2: straight. I don't have yeah. time because I already know if I do that, then she'll kind of we'll go back and forth. Like, no, that you can't do that. That doesn't yeah. look good at all. Wow. Yeah. Does no. She say that to you? Um, not so much. I'm probably the more one who's more critical with that stuff. Oh yeah. So, but she what she'll tell you is that. It, it's initially annoying, but she also loves that that part. Mm-hmm. Like because then she knows too. Like I'm not if I tell her oh she looks pretty today or I say something like that she goes she goes I know he's not bullshitting no. me. <laughs> no,
0: you'll, no, you'll Je- be the first to tell me it doesn't look right, good if it doesn't. No, look yeah, it got, it just has got weight to it. An, I've got an argument with Jessica over this early when we first started dating because she remember she used to tra- she traveled a lot when she used to work for uh, the Cirque du Soleil mm-hmm. and other countries have different kind of standards. So like in Brazil evening wear or bikinis they're mu- they're they're much less uh I don't know they wouldn't seem appropriate right if you wore them in the US but because of the standards are different so she had all these like dresses and stuff and she puts one on and I'm like Honey, that's like see-through. I can see everything. (laughs) Like it's too sexy. Yeah, and she gets all like, "What do you mean? Don't tell me what." I'm like, "Honey, listen. Literally, I can see everything. You know what I mean? Like it's cool, but I don't think we should go to my parents' house. I'm "I'm gonna keep you here, (laughs) wearing that dress. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) (laughs) That's not something we should
2: see. Now that's interesting because you probably would be all for it if it was somewhere else, but it's because it's mom and dad's
3: house.
0: Yeah, and it depends where we're at. Like you know, like uh, like a thong bikini at the apartment complex pool with family like that might be something that we don't want to do right, right, right. <laughs> versus going to the- I love even how you're presenting it right now yeah, no, that <laughs> actually, actually she's going to listen right she, she knows like, dude Yeah, probably honey, we want to do no, that we had maybe that. Whole, In this situation. we had a whole conversation about it I was like what's the big deal or whatever like uh, there's like yeah. kids and dads out there the moms are not going to like us if you go out there where that.
2: You know I, I I don't know where like where it even started from but I also love when I when you see a couple who's been together for like 30 40 years yeah and you hear them the way it's they, the best. It, yeah, it really is. Where it's just like they're. It's almost like Dude, they're more.
0: My parents are great, right? So when they I was melded ki- into one mind. When, yeah. when I was a kid, I mean, like any any married couple, there were arguments and fights over certain things. And there's these, you know, I don't know what they call them, but these uh issues that don't go away, right? So if you look at couples that get in big fights, like all couples do over certain things, it's usually the same kind of thing over and over again mm-hmm. and it was like that with my parents too. well i think when you've been married as long as my parents have you just you get over it and you could say shit about mm. each other and they're like whatever you laugh it off That's well, it, the, the, the key yeah so my dad will say something like well you know your mom you know she's not whatever and, and that would normally have made her so upset but she'll fire right back well yeah because your dad can't do that you know whatever mm-hmm. and it's hilarious yeah, yeah. and they get over it and that's like okay that's how That's how it works, you know? I wanted
2: to ask you, this is not on the agenda to talk about, but I I just sent over something to you uh, recently, Sal, and it was a supplement company that's coming after us uh, pretty aggressively. And it sounds interesting, but also sounds a little bullshit to me. But then I see the people that are connected to it that are backing it. There's a lot of big name people that are, are connected to it. Um, can, did you read enough to like, kind of give me a little like I short, did. short it's version an, I of what, exa- what it
0: is and what it's supposed to do? I can't remember the exact name. I gotta look it, it up. doesn't
2: matter. It does The supplement main doesn't matter. Well, I okay. care more about like what it was supposed to do. And like, it's like derived from like grapefruit. No, or pomegranate. Or some, pomegranate. Or pomegranate. So,
0: yeah, there's this compound that, okay, so here's the issue with, the supplement space is you'll have a couple studies that will show there's some maybe something interesting we should look at a little deeper but because the compound isn't hasn't really been sold by other companies it sounds like the latest greatest thing and it's an opportunity to market the product now i'm not saying that's necessarily what's happening with this product but when i looked it up there wasn't a ton of research and so the claims were based off of kind of like a couple studies yeah and so that makes me always like kind of skeptical. Like so I'd you, want to try it. Now first. you say that, but
2: I was there on the pitch deck that they sent over to me. There is actually a chart of all the studies that have been done on it, and the the how much it has like skyrocketed in the last. Yeah, but year. I
0: think there was only w- like a couple that were done on humans and or you know human studies. Oh, really? Yeah. So there's a lot of speculative kind of like, for example, <clears throat> let's say they do a study and they say um, compound X increases fat oxidation or whatever by you know 15% which sounds, oh my god you're going to burn more body fat but then when you do a, a real study and you look at the real world results things balance out and it doesn't result in any extra So then fat what does loss.
2: it take for you when you're looking at new I mean we've we've talked about uh, one of the tur- Turkestone and the, the other crazy one that you yeah. brought up early on like when you're looking at these supplements or these compounds yeah. uh, what makes you go get excited like oh wow this actually has some p- potential
0: I want to see a lot of either uh, really good, uh, evidence. So good studies done on humans, uh, that that are conducted well. I also like to see a lot of anecdote. So I don't, I don't take anecdote and throw it out. A lot of people say, Oh, I don't like anecdotes. Well, here's the deal with that. There's compounds that have been used for hundreds or thousands of years, like some compounds you'll see in Chinese medicine or Ayurvedic medicine that maybe right now doesn't have lots of studies, but if it's been Used for five hundred or six hundred right, years, right? Because maybe
2: we don't know the mechanism at which it's
0: totally. You know. Then, I'll, then I'll be, you know, then I'll be like, oh, this might actually work. And then there's anecdote, like, uh, you know, you'll see a supplement. There's a few studies that are kind of interesting, but then you'll go read the forums, and people are like, oh my god, I totally feel this, and it works. And then I'll also want to try it. I'll want to try it myself and see if this is something that I, because usually I find when I try something, I can communicate it um, a lot better. For example, you brought up turkesterone or ectisterone Yeah. Studies show that it works. The anecdotes talk about that it works. I've also taken it many, many times. And I know that after about 45 to 60 days, it stops working. So I'm able to communicate that if I were to sell a product like that, which no affiliation, we're not selling that product. Also, we now know that it's mediated by the estrogen receptor, which makes me say, "Mm, I don't know if we'd want to recommend this to women. We don't know Mm. what might be the effects on women. Who knows? So, uh, you know, that's it. That's basically it. I look at all those things. And then, of course, what do I always have you guys try it? (laughs) <laughs> because yeah yeah, experiment on us. Well, yeah. you know what it is. Give like, there's been a couple a couple <clears throat> products like uh, there's been certain synthetic um, what they call nootropics. Oh yeah, that I like. Right. Then I'll have you guys use it, and you guys be like, "I got a headache." Exactly. Yeah. And a headache just,
3: didn't didn't yeah resonate well with my gut.
0: Yeah, it will be like, "Screw that."
3: You yeah. and I tend to be the same. I feel like the stuff
2: that you that ends up. You and I are similar on a lot of stuff, yeah, except the for
0: really. the nootropics. Sometimes they give you a headache, and they don't do that to me. Remember yeah. You,
2: there's not a lot. There's actually that's why I think uh, you know uh, I like pure so much is it's one of the few that I can take that doesn't. It feels uh, healthy, doesn't it? Yeah. It doesn't feel. I like think it. all the synthetic ones just don't feel right on me. Like yeah. either it messes with my stomach, or I get these weird headaches from it. Yeah. I mean. Maybe one out of five and I've taken it enough times to be to like, okay, it's if I've had Bad feelings from it yeah. more often than not, but because I'm, I'm so interested, in them. yeah. yeah I, 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 when oh, we've I've tried, tried so a, many, We've tried a bunch of these nootropics,
3: <laughs> yeah. And and again, that's that is. I think that's the main thing is if it's coming from natural sources, it just it, it just feels better. Uh, you know the way that uh, my body reacts to it.
0: Exactly. And uh, speaking of nootropics and smart people, so Elon Musk continues to be my favorite person uh, that I don't really know. Right, my favorite celebrity <laughs> in the world. In the world, love that guy. Did you guys see his little Twitter? Battle with Elizabeth, Elizabeth Warren. Warren. Yeah, oh, just my, recently, bro. Uh-uh. So, so first of all, she's like, you know, <laughs> she's talking about Elon Musk, and we need to pass laws so that pe- people like Elon compare, you know, need to pay their fair, fair share, sure. even though he's paying. Ten billion. He's paying. He's gonna pay more taxes. Like more taxes than anybody in any, history. American. Any. Any yeah, American. Eight history billion in or something like that, right? Yeah. Something crazy. Ten billion dollars. Which right?
3: is hilarious that she would pick a fight with him. But then he's like, that.
0: he goes, he goes, you're like, you're like, you know, uh, when I was a kid, like my friend's mom that just yells at everybody for no reason. And it's like, <laughs> so, so <laughs> hilarious. But yeah, he hammered on her, and he's paying the guys. And also, by the way, this whole like fair share thing, it goes both ways. Like. I did I've done this before to people who've DM'd me and I've said, listen, if you want to talk about fair share, Elon Musk has created tens of thousands of jobs, has innovated at his own expense often, I- incredible innovations in environmental research and space travel and you know cars and other technologies. How many jobs have you created? How much innovations have you done? You are not contributing your fair share to society. So it could flip yeah. both ways. Talk about pay your fair share. Where's your fair share of contribution to society? Now, obviously, I'm not being serious about that. But if you're going to talk about you need to pay your fair share, look in the mirror. What have you done to help anybody? And it's probably nothing in comparison to these hyperproductive. Like what I've done is nothing compared to somebody like Elon Musk. I mean, he's such a hyperproductive person. He's innovative. more. Well, I don't more. do anything wrong. It's everybody
3: else. It's a, yeah, exactly. So that's that's where we're at. Yeah. I
2: just I just think that when you get people like this. Um you know, they have so much money that they could totally cash out and stop trying to do all this stuff. And I feel like and we
0: would all suffer. Yeah.
2: That's what I mean. It's just like the, the things that they've created. I mean, I saw the, the time magazine or like, I forgot all the companies. That oh, that's got-
0: what it was. It was cause he got personal of the year. So she went in yeah. and, and yeah. went after him for it. Yeah. And, and then you look at all the incredible
2: companies that he's created. It's like that those wouldn't exist if this guy decided to, she called him a freeloader.
0: Dude. The, the irony of a politician <laughs> yeah. calling an entrepreneur a freeloader is hilarious because yeah. politicians don't do anything no. and they get paid to do nothing. <laughs> yeah. They're the definition of a, a freeloader. Yeah. So it was pretty ironic. Did that. you
2: get a chance to go down the that kid that I sent over to you? I know you, did you oh. watch that one? Yeah, I did. A little bit. Really
0: entertaining. I just loved it. Is if this you, what's it, leading you to talk about like the, the whole gold and oil? and is this? Is, no, I mean it can. We can we
2: can transition to that right now if you want to get there. But I mean, I you just reminded me like this talk, like that's like is he makes these things, he calls them business essays. And they're these short 15 minute, like mini documentaries that he does. And it's mostly, I mean, it's everything. He does uh, business, stocks, crypto, um, conspiracy theories. Uh, he talks a, a lot about all the stuff that we're talking about right now. And the kid's been on YouTube for a long time. I've been following him for like a year. And I just I like the content. I like how he's doing. It. I've never seen anybody do something like this. so he'll mm-hmm. take he'll try and make a point like uh, like what what happened with all the money printing, right? Mm. He'll title it really cool and he'll edit it uh, edit up a really good fifteen minute like synopsis on the history of how we got here, like say from 1970, oh, all so the it year. all makes sense. Yeah, no, it's real. It's very, it's it's educational and it's informative and it's entertaining. You know what I like about that is I
0: feel like yeah. they they sometimes they purposely make things seem so complicated so that people go I don't I don't understand how does inflation well, I don't get it when actually it's actually quite. Simple when you break it down. Yeah, his, yeah. his
1: name is Jake Tran. Okay. Yes. everybody knows. And
2: that's so. Did you get a chance to look? I know I, I
1: did. I watched one of his. Movies. Cool, right? Yeah, really cool.
0: Right.
2: I thought it was really. I reached out to him. Hopefully, we'll get. I mean, I've been talking to him back and forth in DM. Uh, I know he's got a lot of things going on. He's all over the place, um, but I, I would like to talk to him. I just find what he's doing really interesting. He's kind of a disruptor in his space too, and like his whole idea of like how he creates his content, I thought was pretty fascinating. That's interesting. Yeah, you'll like it. You have to go. go, okay. go down. It's not like. A, I mean, you're gonna watch it. There's not. There's nothing. I think that you're gonna see. And be like, oh, I didn't know that. But it the would, way he
0: presents it, yeah. Okay. I, like yeah.
2: so, I look at it, and why, why why I was attracted to it was, you know, uh, Katrina's not really into t- talking about economics and and stuff. Yeah. Some of the stuff that I'm like more into, but. I could see I could get her to watch some of that and her really enjoy it. And he simplifies it in a way that mm. the average person who maybe not be into that as much I love could that. enjoy that. I yeah.
0: love that. I used to watch uh, Learn Liberty is a great channel on YouTube, and they do that really well with, yeah. with controversial topics. And they'll break it down in like five minutes and you go, oh, okay, that makes you know perfect sense. So.
2: You alluded to something though that I, I wanted to do. And I asked Doug to, to look this up for me because I was listening to, I think this was on a podcast. I don't remember where I actually heard this first, but I thought it was interesting because I was wrong. Um, and they were saying that, you know, if you were to have put money in uh, oil, gold, or houses, so let's say like a quarter million dollars. So and, same amount
0: in each of those. yes,
2: yeah, Same amount in each of those. Or, and left in cash, which I'm sure everyone would predict that in 1970, uh, what would, what would be worth the most today?
0: So I, you asked me this earlier and I guessed oil, but the reason why I guessed oil is because you said in the 1970s. Yeah. And I thought, cause I know in the seventies there was an oil embargo and oil skyrocketed, but then I forgot, of course, that it came back down. So I was wrong. It wasn't oil, but that's what I thought.
2: Yeah. Did you pull those up? I did. Give me bring me the breakdown though.
1: Yeah. So, uh, it's, it was against what I thought as well. So if you had a quarter million dollars in a house, in houses, yeah, you would have $4.1 million today. Wow. Okay. So that's 16X. If you had a quarter million dollars in oil, you would have $5.5 million today, which is 22X. If you had $250,000 in gold, you'd have $12.375 wow. million dollars today, which is 49.5X. Wow. so. Look at gold in 1970 was thirty five dollars and ninety six cents an ounce, and today it's seventeen seventy nine eighty. And obviously,
2: if you had cash, we would you would You'd be worth less. And
1: cash, yeah, you would have basically nothing.
2: And at the bet, by the way, at the bet, so all those things you said, I think sixteen was the lowest, sixteen x. Even yeah. if so, even if you invested your cash in like the best CD in the world back then, which was probably around six to eight percent, yeah, even that would still be way, way lower than those s- things. Let me the-
0: speculate on some of this then, right? So, oil uh, I, at one point I think would have surpassed gold, but the difference is that in, with oil we had new technologies like fracking, which made like for example, we thought I don't know if you guys knew this, but scientists uh, and environmental, uh, you know, environmentalists said, hey. We're going to run out of oil. We're going to hit peak oil in the early 80s. This was actually a big deal, and they talked about this. We're going to run out of oil. It's going to fuck everything up. We need oil. This is a terrible disaster just waiting to happen. It never happened because, in fact, today, we have more oil available to us now than we did in the 1970s, even though there's way more people on Earth and we're using more oil, and it's because of technologies like fracking and other technologies where we have access to more oil. So the price... Didn't explode like they like they thought it would, and we obviously didn't run out of oil. Houses, I, I can't really explain that one. Gold, I'm assuming. Well, gold is limited. They're not mining more of it necessarily. Well, that's faster. when we came off the
2: gold standard too. Yeah. <clears throat> so completely off the gold yeah. standard. Yeah. So that's when we that's when we came off. There is one. There is one component that's missing to that that would would make me say that real estate still is number one because that, that what that doesn't factor in is of all those ones that one could be cash flowing you. So you got a yeah, gold it, you, is just sitting there. Right. So if, so if, let's say you bought the house. For so we said a quarter million. So say let's say that actually bought it, which a quarter million dollar house back in nineteen seventy was probably a pretty nice fucking house.
0: Oh, that'd be an amazing house, right? Yeah.
2: So that house could be getting rented out that entire time, and so you'd have to actually add that cash in addition to that, and what else that, that could have. And come what down. you could
0: have done with that cash? And that's right. And all that stuff.
2: So the also, house still wins, in my opinion, of all those. And the reason why I went down this, we were, we, you and I were talking about how sad it is right now that, and a lot of people I don't even know really understand this that. If you have, let's say, you've worked really hard for the last, you know, twenty years of your life to save, let's say, a hundred grand in your uh, bank account right now, sitting in that a bank right now, it is losing money. Oh, at
0: the end of the year, like rapidly. On average, at the end of the year, your hundred thousand is worth ninety or less, depending on what you buy with it. And that's yeah, assuming you money. got
2: it in some like a money market account where you're even getting a percent or something on yeah. that. You're still going to to lose. And so, simply parking it in something uh, like one of these investments. Uh, You would be far better off than sitting at just now. The
0: thing with property that's interesting too is that's median, right? So that's That's the average. That's not the average. That's
1: the middle-priced house of all houses. Yes.
0: And now, and and as we know, real estate is all about location. So imagine if you took two hundred fifty thousand dollars and invested it in Manhattan or New York or San Jose, right? Back in nineteen seventy. But that's not a
2: fair way to compare. Sure. Yeah. Fair way is just to say what the median a median house was at that time. So I had
1: made a comment that two hundred fifty thousand dollars. If you had it in 1970 and compared to today, still $250,000 or less, of course, you got an interest. Yeah,
0: but what's the value? So, but
1: yeah, well, exactly. So I I don't know what, say you got 5%, I don't know what that'd work out to be, but it's probably not the best thing to put your money into. It's just uh, cash investments. Um, But I was going to make one comment here on gold, uh, not gold, on oil. This year, the opening price was $47.62. And now it's 7504. Yeah. So wow. in, in a single mm. year, we've seen it jump up a lot. Now, and you said something production.
2: off air, and I want to. Are you comfortable talking to me a little bit about the oil thing? Because I I, I was also listening to uh, Rich Dad um, podcast, Robert Kiyosaki. And I was, you know, he's famous for, you know, making millions of dollars and not paying taxes because he's constantly reinvesting. And, mm. and one of the things that they he's aggressively reinvesting in right now. Is oil and not just uh, oil barrels, but oil wells, yeah. because there's a massive deduction um, from the government from that. Like mm-hmm. I think he say they invest a million and he gets four hundred thousand back on the write off. Not to mention that that oil that that well eventually could produce. Tons of oil, which then could also produce money, which also could go up, mm-hmm. and so just sounded like a brilliant investment. I said that to you, Doug, and you actually piped in real quick
1: and said, "Well, you can get fucked into doing that, also." And I guess you you did this. I did this around two thousand. I invested in a couple of speculative wells, and you know, according to the information I had at the time, these were supposed to be kind of sure things. Mm-hmm. Um, I was obviously a novice, didn't know anything about it. So I put some money into it and come to find out both the wells ended up being dry yeah. and I lost every penny I put so into I have, it. So I have—I had a few clients yeah. that did the
0: same thing. So, he, so the reason why there's such huge tax breaks and credits with oil is they often don't produce oil. So they're trying to encourage people to find more oil and the cost of setting it up and the wells and the process is quite expensive. So it's a risky... Now, if it pays off it pays off and you do really well. You're so
2: I, I know somebody who paid off really well for, he had taken $2 million of his money down in Mexico. Yeah. And and yeah, then he's, he's like getting like millions of dollars every year now from that initial like $2 million investment. And he's, he's I mean, he's filthy rich, literally off of that one big move that he did. So, uh, but I hadn't heard somebody getting fucked like that where they went in and they did, did something like that, and then it ends up being a dry so well. So
0: I had four clients that did it. Three of them got nothing, and one of them, Jim, you know Jim, mm-hmm. he was getting one of the wells that he invested in started to pay him checks, and he would just get a check in the mail for yeah. ten grand, fifteen grand. 20, that's how this guy would, get depending it. on how much. So, uh, so that's you know, anytime you see uh, like huge tax credits, you got to say, okay, why are they doing this? And you know what? Well, the- that's
2: anytime you see huge tax credits like that that's because the government wants you to go invest money yeah. there for that for their benefit sure. right that's why they so we don't have to go other places they can get it from here so they incentivize people yeah. in the u.s to go do that so yeah. i you know i totally understand why they incentivize yeah. you to do it man
0: speaking of like all this investments and properties and you know back in the 70s where you know so i was uh, i went to go see my grandma my grandfather now is 90 and we were hanging out a little bit and talking about what it was like when he came when he first came to San Jose. So he came to San Jose, mm. uh, I want to say early '70s or late '60s. It was like all
3: orchards and farmland.
0: Yeah. Right, so this is so, so San Jose, Silicon Valley, right now. But back then it was all farmland in yeah. the far, and it was all farmland because they grew the they grew the food that they would provide to the I guess the naval base up in San Francisco. Mm. So it was all farmland, all whatever. And he was telling me about. His house that he still owns now, it's in San Jose, it's probably worth 1.7, 1.8, which is a decent house in San Jose. It's not super big. It's just like average, you know, larger Like track house. home. Yeah, track home. It, <laughs> is, it sounds is. crazy to the rest of America. <laughs> yeah. But he told me how he chose to buy it. And there was another house that he almost bought. And the one that he chose was uh, $1,500 more. And he remember, he was telling me the story. And by the way, I think he paid like $21,000 for it or something like that. And he's like, he remembers how much he struggled to make the decision to spend another $1,500 on a house. And then what he did to pay for this house, because remember, he came from Sicily, was very poor, lived in Venezuela for a while to try to make money as well. He worked as a custodian at a school, and then he would clean movie theaters at night. So he would go to work, come home at four, he would eat, my grandma would have food for him seven o'clock or eight o'clock at night, or sometimes, you know, 10 or 11 o'clock at night when some of these theaters would close, he would go over there and he'd clean them and whatever. And he, this is how he worked for years to pay for this mortgage on a $21,000 house, which is really crazy. Is this your
2: grandfather that you introduced Ned to?
0: Oh yes. So, so he's obviously older and is he's, you know, he's at the age now his health is starting to decline. And so sleep is getting a little worse and He's got pain. He just, Does
3: he have arthritis and everything?
0: Yeah. And, and, you know, he's such an independent. My, my grandfather's a horse, literally. He's just so strong and so independent. And the the shutdowns affected him and my grandma tremendously. I remember, this is kind of sad, but their health wasn't bad. Um, and I remember they were isolated for like six months or eight months because everybody was scared. We don't want to give them, you know, COVID or whatever so we would drop groceries off at the front and food at the front nobody would see them when we finally you know started seeing them again their health had declined so quickly and i know it was because they were isolated and away from their families and and you could see the huge decline well anyway it's been like that a little bit and so he's just he's he's not doing so well he's he's more tired i've never seen my grandfather like this he's the kind of guy that he would do all his yard work at 88 years old and so I introduced him to Ned, and uh, I said, "Here, try this out." And he goes, "Is this the weed?" I said, "No, no." no. I said, <laughs> it's the weed. It's just the, yeah. the weed. It's, it's, it's legal. So uh, don't worry. You know, give it a. Sh- give it- <laughs> he's funny, right? He wasn't gonna do it if it was the weed, right? right so right. say, here, you could try this out. Anyway, he tries, uh, tries it out, and a week later, you know, he he FaceTimes me, which is hilarious. My my grandfather now knows how to use FaceTime, and he FaceTimes me, and he's got like he's emotional. He's an emotional man. So he's got a little bit of a tear and he goes, Salvatore. I'm like, hey, what's up? No, no, you know, how's it going? He goes, I like it. You bring me another bottle? I said, Yeah, I'll bring you more. Don't worry about it. I like it. it Make me feel good. I said, Good, I'll bring you some more. So, I feel
2: like it would be like a really fucked up prank to like all of us get dressed in like black attire and stuff like that and like kick the door down and be like, Where's
0: the weed at, old man? <laughs> <laughs> hey. He would sh- he that would be a terrible. he would shoot you with a gun. That would be a terrible prank. It would backfire. <laughs> if he would the literally shoot. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hey, get we the know fuck you out. we yeah. know you have it. No, get the fuck out. Blam blam blam. Bro. It's me, no, no. Oh. Uh, you know, no. no, don't play that prank on my grandfather. <laughs> <laughs> He'll pull the trigger before you. Oh, I've no. seen him. He's so funny. When, when I was younger, I was in high school and there were these high school kids. So he's like, takes so much pride in his, in his, his fruit plants and all his trees and whatever. And I swear to God, this is, this is an Italian thing. So anybody watching who has like old school Italian family knows this, they could have the smallest yard. Every square inch of that yard is growing something and it's tomatoes and pomegranates. Anyway, he even used the front yard this way. So every little square inch he's growing food, but you know, the front yard, if people walk by on the sidewalk and they see, Oh, I'm going to pick a lemon or, and this used to fucking piss him off, dude. So Mm -hmm. I remember I was, I was a, I was probably a junior in high school. My cousin, Sep and I were over there and we hear my grandfather outside just going off. So we run out there and there's these like high school kids, our age who had picked a few lemons. And so I'm like, you know, I'm telling him in Sicilian. I'm like, don't, you're gonna get in trouble. <laughs> they're kids, you know, don't yell at whatever. So they leave, and so my grandfather looks at us and he goes, you're right, I get in trouble if I do something, he goes, if they pick again, you and your, you and your cousin, I want you to beat them up, okay? I said, no, no, I'm not beat <laughs> I'm not going to beat you someone gonna up. you going to handle this? Cause, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm not going to beat them up because they took your lemons. You know what I mean? But I told—I didn't say that to him because he would have got mad. So I said, all right, well, don't worry. We'll take care of it next time. And I'm like, I looked at my cousin. I'm like, dude, we got to. You Gotta make sure that these kids take his fruit. Do
2: either one of you guys have somebody in your family that's like uh, as in, as into business and economics and stuff like that? As you guys are that are older, wiser. Like, do you guys have that in your family at all? Anybody?
0: You know, in my family, I, I, I have a, a lot I, of I, just... I have a lot of salespeople and a lot of entrepreneurs, but because they're so old school, they their mentality was very much work hard, spend little, and save. So, I never learned investments. I don't learn how to buy properties. I don't learn any of that stuff. So, I learned the basics, but I never learned anything. Well, I take
3: that back on Courtney's side since they're my family now, right? Uh, There's like her brother and then um, uh, my brother in law, too, Uh, the other one that's married to her sister. Uh, very much into like financial investments and just killing it. And so I'm always like riffing with them at
1: what they're doing, like where they're parking their money, all that kind of stuff. Do you have people in your family with that, Doug? I do. My nephews are really into it. Oh, your nephews? Yeah. One of my nephews is actually really into crypto. I should actually talk to him more about that. But my sister, you know, she's really into it as well. She's always calling me up and talking about uh, different things that she's into. So
0: it's great when you're a kid and you grow up around it. I think right. you learn it. You know, because I don't learn it so That's I, I, I want to build that
2: for my family, right? I like was how, just gonna say, yeah, it's yeah. gonna
0: be so good because your your son's gonna learn from you some really great cause I learned where do you learn this otherwise? You don't learn it in school. No. Now I do take it back. My cousins who are my age are all finan- I have so many family members that are financial advisors and they do investments, but the older generation <clears throat> All they did was start businesses, save money. Yeah, you and have so. a
2: thread going with some of your cousins yeah. and stuff that that's all it is, right? Yeah. Just stock talk and business yeah, yeah, stuff, yeah, right?
0: Yeah. You want to know how funny this Do I piss them off so bad because I'm not a financial advisor. I'm nothing. And I've made a few stock picks. I see so you rubbing their face. Oh, and they talk shit about them. <laughs> They've talked shit about you them. You crush them with it. Yeah, yeah. And I always bring them up, you know, anytime uh, they bring man. up advice. But I don't know if I will take a your advice. Salt in the wounds there. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. They're like, shut up, you know. Yeah. I know that
2: HubSpot bet of yours, man. That was one of the best ones. <laughs>
0: I know. <laughs> that was your pick, Adam's dude. still salty on yeah, that one. You didn't take he's action on it.
2: Sal sent me a nice gift, right? Here's 50 bucks of your HubSpot you wanted the other day for my son. I was like, oh, you <laughs> motherfucker. It's hey. like you're throwing salt on the wound he's right now. He's
0: got another gift coming, the By the way, Anyway, that pissed me off. We bought we bought them that for Christmas through yeah. was it stockpile? Yeah, yeah. And they were supposed to send it to you on Christmas. Stupid idiots! They sent you that oh, day. Oh,
2: did, I didn't know you could do that. Where you could like uh, time it? Oh, yeah. Oh, interesting.
0: What a stupid! You get it on the yeah. I know. I got the, it ran. I got it randomly. Thing. Like
2: last week, I got like this. I was like, hey, did you mean to send Max fifty dollars towards HubSpot right now? And he's like, yes, that was supposed to be for Christmas yeah. or like that. Well, we got him need, a couple things. Now you got to give him another it. gift, dude. So this
0: yeah. <laughs> cow <count>. came early. <laughs> so annoying. Hey, real quick. Uh, I hope you're enjoying the podcast. Look, if you have kids and you listen to this podcast, you're probably very interested in your children's health. Well, here's the problem. Kids food and baby food out there on the market is crap. It's terrible. It's got bad ingredients, full of preservatives and chemicals, not high in protein, not organic, But that's different than My Serenity Kids or Serenity Kids. They make some of the best products and baby food for children you'll find anywhere. We're talking about bone broth bases, uh, uh, grass-fed and grass-finished beef, no-grain puffs and snacks. This is the only baby food that I feed my one-year-old son. So it's great stuff. Go check them out. Head over to MySerenityKids.com and then use the code MP20 for 20% off your first order. All right, here comes the rest of the show.
1: First question is from C Cuff Fitness. What's the difference between lifting steel plates versus bumper plates? Are there advantages and dif- disadvantages to both for lifts such as squats, deadlifts, cleans, et cetera? Yeah, you, you know, know,
0: what, you know I, what's funny about that is you think like, oh, it's ways the same, there's no... But if you really break it down, there's a little bit of a difference. No, there. there's
2: absolutely a little bit uh, a yeah. difference to it. And I also uh, I, I forget, you know, we're, we're so... More surface area—that's for sure. Well, I, we're we're so into this space for so long that you forget. Like, if you were entering into, I would
0: ask that question, right? Like, yeah. like
2: why are these people using rubber? You know, these bumper plates that bounce, and why are these other ones using iron? And you know, is there an advantage
3: to or one? Steel or the other? inserts, like the Olympic <laughs> style. Too. I mean,
2: do you, I, I? Do you, I mean I prefer? I, have a I prefer certain ones for certain
0: things.
3: Yeah.
2: Same so, here. Yeah. So I think I think I think for specific exercises, yeah. uh, ones are more valuable. I than like
0: those. I like iron and steel plates for almost all lifts, mainly because I like the feel and the sound, and it's just it's nostalgic for me. But if I'm going to do something off the ground, if I'm going to do something where I'm dropping a weight, for sure, I want bumper plates. But yeah. if it's off the ground, a deadlift, I like bumper plates because even when I put the weight down, I like to have a little bit of bounce because the metal plates are just so jarring. And so loud. I'll tell you the plates I don't like, which I remember. Hexagon in the, plates. Yes, oh, this fucking are the worst. pissed me. They're in
3: every twenty-four hour fitness too.
0: It became a big thing, and that the whole thing was, oh, they don't roll, you yeah. know. But you do anything off the ground, it is dangerous. You put yeah. a deadlift down with hexagon plates and one side's over here, one side's over there. It,
3: Yeah, it definitely throws off your entire trajectory of, yeah. of your, your bar path.
0: Yeah. The, the bumper plates, the other thing I liked about them when they first came out was that the lighter plates were the same size as the heavier plates. You know what I mean? <laughs> so you look strong. Even yeah, even. <laughs> I got five plates on the bar, but no, not really. Honestly, I think
3: there's something to that, though, for you know, some, especially beginner, intermediate lifters, it's like, it's psychological. You, you just people. don't feel like such a, a complete wuss. Yeah.
0: You know what's funny, though? How many times have you heard this? I've actually seen memes like this. This, where people are like I don't care what you say the metal plates are heavier than the bumper plates. Oh, some people swear by. It. They do.
2: Well, I mean, you can make a case for like uh old war rubber plates. If you're slamming them on the ground, they're going to chip a little bit and the yeah. the, the rubber will
0: fr- but I mean what
2: uh, an ounce Yeah. I don't thing, know.
0: The other thing too is with bumper plates, you can fit less of them on the bar. So like uh like for example, if I'm going to do a deadlift or a hip thrust, something where I can use quite a bit of weight, I can't go past, I think, five yeah. plates. Oh, that's
3: that's the main reason why I like competition plates with the steel inserts instead. So you get sort of that hybrid where you can load. Uh, they stay skinny, and they're pretty standardized, so each plate is almost like the same width. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, because it's so annoying if you're trying to do anything from the ground, and it's like you get to four of those, those bumper uh, yeah.
0: or those rubber plates, and it's you're done. Especially the one... Here's the other ones I hate, the the, the ones that back in the day, the CrossFitters would post, which were... The, they were not just rubber. They were huge. Yeah. Like, they put, like... And they were 10 pounds or, or, or 15 pounds. They were this fat. And it's, like, you know, five plates on each side. And it's only, you know, 95 pounds. Yeah, so, yeah.
2: I think... Because I, I'm not really... I'm not doing a lot of... um Olympic type of moves, like maybe Justin might do more of this. Like the only thing I'm really doing off the ground with the the barbell is the deadlift. And I actually just like the first one a bumper plate. So you could actually do the first one a bumper plate and then the rest iron because the bumper plates are normally just a tad bit bigger. Yeah. And that's all you need. So when you slam it, it slams the bumper and and you still get that iron clinging sound that you like, you know, which I agree. I like that same sound. For sure.
3: For Olympic lifts, like I want everything as close to me as possible. Like (laughs) with that width, it's just so clunky, you know, to have. The, the, the weight distributed way
0: outside my body. That okay. That's a great point, right? So it will change the feel of the exercise because the weight starts to extend out past uh, with a longer lever. I noticed this with squatting.
2: Lever. So I noticed I like squatting definitely with the skinny iron. The skinnier the plate, because it is close to my body, and when it's all out there, it and tends to have this more yeah. kind of. Bouncy left to right, so I do 100%, prefer that for squat.
0: One hundred percent. It's yeah. and it, a lot of this is based off of feel. Like the, okay, so yes, definitely bumper plates. If you're dropping the weights on the floor, it's it's safer. It's not going to break or make a, a crazy amount of noise. And you know, you get thrown out of the gym. Yeah, but there is a feel uh, aspect, right? Like uh, like for example, I, I remember years ago I went to this old Iron Dungeon gym, and it had the and I didn't realize how old this equipment it was until later when I became more educated on what how equipment changed over the years. But this place literally had dumbbells and barbells where the dumbbell had the handle and then the ends were round iron balls. Like these must've been dumbbells from the 50s and 60s. And they had barbells that were like that. So- Mm. And I didn't like the feel as much because the weight came out and it just felt different versus when they would have the mm-hmm. the plates or whatever. Then later on, of course, you'd work out with the one with plates. it and then, was like caveman dumbbells. Yeah, I've seen those. was crazy. really weird. And they had barbells like that. they, they had this rack with barbells lined I up on it. Those. and they were all big round, you know, cannonball ends yeah. on the barbells. And it was really weird. so old timey. It was and not only was it like that, I remember this too. the handles. So rather than having a, oh, a
3: thick, right? They're well,
0: huge. well, there was one like that, but they instead of just having a, a you know the the straight bar all the way across, it was the bar, and then there were like there were like places where you're supposed to put your hands. Hmm. Now, what I didn't like about that was if you went wider or more narrow, it was kind of weird, mm-hmm. and if like half your hand was on the handle. It wouldn't feel very good, oh, so yeah. you could tell that they when they created these, they were, they were like the, some of the first weights, you know. That they kind of it's put so funny
3: there. to see, like if you look back, like how much technology has influenced now and upgraded a lot of just regular fitness equipment, like even barbells, you know, the ones that like spin and the ones that have flex in them, and yep. you know, like the Texas bars and some of those Olympic bars. Now, like I, I love that. Like I love like how they've innovated like a very simple thing like a barbell.
0: Now, do you guys have a favorite? Uh, types of barbells and dumbbells and, and just for yourself? Or for I you.
2: really like... What, what was the brand that um, uh, Ben Pakulski had at his gym? Oh, yeah. I, I really liked those. The, the, those kind of... With a, like a chrome, chrome weights or whatever. Those? Yeah, those dumbbells. he remember Yeah, those dumbbells. They, they really felt cool. really good. Yeah. Do you they remember did. the name of that brand, Doug? I'm looking them up right now. Yeah, he'll, he'll let yeah. us know.
0: I, you know what I really like that he had too? So back in the day... The first incline benches that were invented was a bench that was inclined, but you didn't sit on anything. You stood up against it. And the way that people would work out is you would have to clean a weight. So there was no rack, right? So you'd clean the weight, and then you'd lay back on this incline, do your press, and then come forward. And, of course, the limiting factor was like how much you could clean, right? Mm -hmm. Later on, they invented the incline bench that you sat in with the rack. Now, what he had, what Pekulski had, which I love – was a combination of both. Yeah. So you could stand back and have the rack. If you've ever done an incline press where you get to stand and plant your feet- you Put your
3: feet
2: into it. Yeah. Oh, the feeling is so much better. I, I really like it because uh, it's actually, it's really challenging for me. I'm still not good at that technique with really grounding and using my leg my oh. leg drive. I just, I'm still not good at it. Like I'm, I have to actively get into the bench press and really think about loading my legs- to, and and using them or otherwise, I've trained myself for so long of not using my legs in a bench press that that's something where when you're in that it forces that because you're standing up on them right, so they're mm-hmm. you're you are already naturally in that position where you know when you do a bench press your legs are kind of behind wrapped wrap kind of behind you and you're trying to do that it just doesn't mm-hmm. feel as, as I don't feel like I can drive as well as I am when I'm standing up, so I really like that's that.
0: That's why one. that's why I like it. You yeah. you you activate your CNS and you're
1: much tighter with that. Is so, that the brand? I think it might be. It's Watson Gym Equipment. Okay, They're from the UK. Oh, there's I a free right. free plug. Yeah, free plug for you guys. Yeah, yeah. Send some our way.
0: Yeah, it feels really good. You know, since we're on the topic, I like this is a fun topic for me. Um, machines. Do you guys have a favorite brand of machines that you that you've ever used? Hammer Strengths. Yeah, like Hammer Strengths.
3: Really? I liked it just because it's it's got like the plate loaded, mm. uh, and um, I just like the different angles they use a lot more so than. Uh, some of the other but I mean even there was some at uh, what was that gym at the Cyan gym mm. I'm trying to remember Hoist what is name. really cool
2: too um, the, what they've done now with like leverage I think those are pretty neat very interesting yeah the, but I, I still I I, I like so
0: I, I don't necessarily have a favorite brand but I do have favorite machines within a specific brand for mm. example the Nautilus old school Nautilus chain not cable it used the chain yeah. pullover machine I have yet to ever use a pullover machine that feels like that. And Nautilus had a couple pieces of equipment. They had this really awkward tricep extension machine. You'd have to squeeze in like this and put your elbows on these pads. Uh-huh. And then the top was like this and it was also use a chain. But oh my god, it was a it was like simulating a skull crusher. It was a great uh, tricep exercise. And you won't find them with the chain anymore because I'm sure somebody got their finger in there, probably lost their hand.
1: <laughs> lost their <laughs> hand at some point. Next question is from Brayden Kilgore. What is your favorite or most fun program to run? Oh yeah. Yeah. What do wow. you guys just? Okay, so Doug's you...
2: anabolic? I think you you always go back to anabolic. Always go back. I I I would say since we've been together, I have ran a Maps Aesthetic Maps Performance Has a Baby program. That's like I, I I meld the two of them together. Mm, yeah. Aesthetic is is notoriously my favorite. I just like that's just it it's the way I like to train the most. It's well, the it was
0: based I, off of how you train when you right. Computer.
2: So, so I'm obviously I'm biased, right? But I know how valuable uh, mobility is, and actually doing some of the movements that we've included in Performance. So I tend to follow our programming around aesthetic, and then I intermittently use things from Performance and maybe a little bit of Strong because there's some stuff in Strong I really like. But that's I would say like you my, know what's my really favorite.
3: funny about that. We're, we're gonna have like very similar. Responses. So my, mine is definitely performance is, is where I come back to quite a bit. But I use trigger sessions instead of, <laughs> instead of the mobility sessions, only because the mobility part I've I've del- like I dived into that for, right. you know, it's not a weakness. It's just, yeah, it's something I always do anyway. Uh, and so I just I remember just doing the trigger sessions and that just blew my mind about. You know how responsive my muscles were and how stronger I felt going back into the regular workouts uh, throughout the week. So I was like, I I just love to incorporate those whenever I can. Yeah,
0: I really, of course, Map Anabolic, I like that. Loved aesthetic and split. But one program surprised me because I followed it mainly just because I, I want to follow programs that we write, especially when we create them with other people, just to see you know the nuances and what I want to change or whatever. Map Strong surprised me because I run that every now and then. It's not strong. It's not like bodybuilder centric. I like that bodybuilder style workout. It's not really like that, but I got such great gains in muscle from following map strong. And I was doing so many movements that I normally don't uh, do in my workouts. And it was phenomenal. And it's the one that we tend to get a lot of feedback from people (laughs) Where they're like, Oh my God, I built my back got bigger or my butt. You know, I built my butt on that program. Mm -hmm. Uh, now right now I'm, working on a, and I don't, I don't know what this will be called, but it's kind of a, an anabolic 2.0. That's just, but nothing's out, whatever. I'm just kind of letting that out that it's something I'm working on. And, uh, I'm in, I'm incorporating different aspects. It's a little more advanced version of anabolic. I was
2: also surprised. I, I really enjoyed, uh, running our maps powerlift. Maps powerlift oh, was yeah, the first yeah, time yeah. I'd ever like trained that way before where I was like focused on the big lifts only and just kind of improving those. And, uh, I mean, it's very well written. Uh, it, it just, uh, I think with Ben and us writing a program together, I think that was a great uh, collaboration. And that program was a program that... That I,
0: one also gets a lot of good uh, yeah. reviews.
2: I was surprised by the game. I wish I remember. I, I know I have written somewhere. Um, Your squat exploded. Everything did. I mean, even my, I, was, I was really surprised. I wasn't anticipating that. I mean, you've been lifting as long as we've been lifting. You understand programming as well as we understand programming. So... Whenever I do anything, I don't uh, – today, I don't, like, expect, like, major gain. Like, gaining 5 or 10 pounds in a lift is kind of a big deal. Sure. You know? And I saw significantly more weight than that increase.
0: Your squat went up, like, 30 pounds. Yeah, my squat went
2: up quite – I think it was 30 or 50, actually. Uh, my bench went up a good 25 to 30 pounds. Like, everything kind of went up on that. It was a really – because I remember where I was. Now, granted um, – I wasn't uh, at the peak of my like training, and I wasn't at I wasn't already in PR place. I was coming back from like not training as consistently, so you gotta you gotta take take away some of that, right? But all in all, that was that one really surprised me. That one that program surprised me. I really liked that one. But if I'm if I would say my favorite, because I is, is aesthetic like, so mostly following the aesthetic layout with a blend of of probably performance and there is what what mine are.
1: Next question is from Mo. Strength gains. How much of a difference do maces and Indian clubs make for joint stability?
0: Oh, this is a lot. It yeah, makes a big difference. Impact. It does. And you know, and I never use these ever until meeting Justin, and then I started messing with. And, I, and it, truth be told, I don't use them all the time, but I have used them. You know, for weeks. Uh, you know, week stints or three week stints. And my best guess and I'd love your input on this Justin. Mm-hmm. My best guess as to why it made my joints feel so good is because there is no resistance, no traditional resistance training movement that that really emulates that circular motion that's required, the momentum that you're controlling while you're moving a weight which yeah. is very much like deceleration.
3: Yeah. yeah, all of that are components that the muscle is, you know, contracting and accounting for uh, and you have to be fluid with it too. So you have it's it's almost like you got to know when to tense and turn on the muscle, and then also release and and uh, uh, allow for that free flowing movement. Uh, which then to to control it is is the other portion of it. So to stabilize, you know, movement is uh, challenging for, for the muscle to account for. So it challenges a lot of what is uh, comp- your programming typically is devoid of. Uh, and it, what's really cool about it is instead of just, uh, body weight, we always think of body weight with mobility. Mm-hmm. Right. And that's something that it, it's very impactful. It's effective, but then sort of, we just move on. Right. Uh, and, uh, and it's funny cause I accidentally posted, uh, like me doing some rotational movement, uh, with weight and, uh, and this was on like Instagram and, and it was like one of those feeds where it just, You know anybody can comment on it. That's not a fan or doesn't follow us or whatever. And I was was getting all this grief. Like rotational movements are stupid. You know, and it's like I'm like, are you kidding me? Like obviously, you know, this was some jabroni out there that uh, has never actually taken the time to to work and develop the skill it requires. And what's cool about it, what I'm getting at, is that you can actually progress and, and be able to do more load and you can get stronger, uh, with these movements. Um, and that's, I, I went through that whole process and got to a place where I can do that with substantial weight that I could swing around. Um, that, uh, beforehand, if I picked it up, I'd be worried that something was going to break or something was going to give way. Uh, so I became pretty much of an evangelist for these, because I, I just found out that was a strength I didn't know I could develop that also translated really well to stationary, you know, bilateral movements and, um, you know, especially bench press and overhead press, it, it helped substantially. I'll tell you what um, I loved about this. And I, you know, after Justin, because I didn't do it at
2: all until we all met and I went on that kick on my mobility kick for that, you know, two years or whatever it was. And during that time, I also started to, to learn how to use the Indian clubs and the mace, the mace bell. And the thing that I loved about it, especially when you're doing it in conjunction with correctional work and like body weight mobility stuff, is once I, I, I had worked on like the thoracic and shoulder mobility and got it to a, a healthy place, then all I had to do was just swing the club or the mace around for a little while. So once I got to a place where now I was in, in a, a better uh you know advantageous position for my shoulders and my neck and spine and okay, I've I've done all this. I just
3: need to turn the muscles on.
2: Yeah, I, I did all this laborious because let's be honest. I think the reason why most people don't stick with mobility is it's very laborious. you're mm-hmm. sitting down and you're doing these like active stretches all the time for yeah. long and it's just, you know, I know a lot of people that do it for a while and they just kind of fall off. And I was really religious about it for those two years and then i started to advance it by getting into the clubs and the mace and what i found was oh shit now that i'm here and my joints ha- have good mobility all i need to do is grab that sucker before i go to my workout sw-. and it's fun mm-hmm. it's a lot more fun swinging a mace club or an indian club right because there's a flow to it and it's kind of dynamic and you can increase the weight and actually progress it so it kind of makes me feel like i'm lifting even though i'm not like totally lifting like traditionally You're a right honest, yeah it yeah. feels cool right but it, now all i have to like i don't have to do the wall circles and the handcuff with rotation so long as i get in there and i do my yeah. mace swings and my indian clubs so it's more fun it feels like it's faster to get to that place i can progress it with the weight now and it's uh, so that to me, that was like the most attractive part about it was getting introduced to it uh, while I was learning to uh, to work on my mobility. And now all I have to do is that. It's a lot like how I talk about my ninety ninety in combat stretch. I had to do that, and that was extremely laborious, and I it took me a long time to get there. But now that I'm there, all I got to do is do like a deep squat. As long as I'm squatting really deep. I, I keep all those all those joints you know uh, mobile and able to take to that range of motion where I feel like that's the same thing with the mace and the indian clubs is if you do the work and and you get to a place where you could actually Sa- safely swing it well, then that's all you got to do to well, keep Well, now that- you've
3: established the strength and control. Yes. You know, and it, 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 again, to, to be able to, it's just like when we talk about like mind muscle connection, first you got to get the connection and that's what the mobility piece really provides. But now you got to strengthen that. And this is a way to progressively strengthen that. And so, yeah, you can get to a point where you just pick up the club or you know the mace bell, and and you can stimulate the muscles, and then it contributes to the workout.
0: Yeah, the, the mace works the core like nothing else. A heavy mace, swinging it behind your back, you're you're getting an incredible core workout. But you know, it's what's interesting is you know earlier in this uh, in this podcast we talked about anecdote, right, and the value of it when it's been around for a long time. Indian clubs and mace uh, exercises have been around for just as long as as dumbbells and barbells, and maybe even longer, especially mace, right? Because you could probably go back and trace right, they, mace they training.
3: Gada, I believe, the, yeah. yeah, back in uh, India.
0: Yeah, and a lot of the wrestlers used it. Um, I mean, you could technically go and trace back mace style training to like medieval times when they were swinging big swords mm-hmm. and having to practice. Then, mm-hmm. and so when you find that people have found tremendous value over long periods of time of with training modalities, now you have what's called training wisdom, right? Now, what's funny is that some really smart marketers saw this old equipment, decided to bring it back, which was brilliant. That's actually a very smart strategy. Go back, find some old training techniques that were valued, bring them forward. Now they look like they're new training techniques, even though they were they were they've been you know tried and true for a long time, and you prov- prov- you know provide a tremendous amount of value, just like Pavel did with the uh, the kettlebells, right? Yep. yep. Tremendous value in Indian clubs and, and maces. Incorporate those in your workouts, and they're going to provide to you value that you won't typically get out of traditional resistance training. So that, that's really the value. It's like, okay, why is it so effective? Because I can't think of a traditional resistance training exercise that that is is even close to doing the same thing. It's that different, right? But it's still resistance training. So that's kind of the beauty of it.
1: Next question is from lean H17. Is chronic stress a strong enough of a component to keep someone from achieving their fitness goals? Ooh, good question.
0: yeah Okay, let's let's kind of let's break that down for a second. Is something that has been proven to dramatically increase uh, inflammatory markers or inflammation to increase all cause mortality, increase risk of heart disease, cancer, insulin uh, issues like uh, sensitivity issues, diabetes, Uh, raises cortisol, lowers testosterone, causes hormone imbalances in women, could that possibly affect your results? And gains? <laughs> well, when you
2: frame when you frame it like that, of course. Well, that's yeah. why I did that because I know. But it's like someone asking, like, if you drive 100 miles an hour, are are, are you really likely to die? And it's like, well, when you say like, way well, more likely. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And then if you frame it like, well, if you're driving like an asshole with your eyes closed at 100 miles no, an hour no. on rainy roads, like, yeah, you well, body- look.
0: It, it, the bottom line is that that exercise is stress on your body, and if you're already high stress, throwing more stress at your body now, you're not going to respond whatsoever. And your body does some interesting things when it's under a lot of stress. When it's under a lot of stress, it is trying to survive and protect itself. So, what does it do? It raises cortisol. What's so bad about cortisol? Nothing is bad about cortisol. You need it. But when it's, this is what it does it, it releases energy. So, you burn more energy. It w- makes you not want to build muscle because building muscle means now your body requires more calories. So, uh uh-uh, uh, we don't want to do that. It'll encourage fat storage because fat storage is like your insurance and it can, it can lower your libido because why should
2: I throw your hormone profile
0: off? All of that. Yeah. Right. So that's just, that's just cortisol, right? Um, why would it lower testosterone? Well, if my body's under a lot of stress, why would it want me to procreate or be driven to procreate? Like this, not, let's not make that happen. Right. And women, you see other imbalances. Stress is a big one. And I, it's, it will crush your gains if your stress is too high. It would absolutely destroy your body's ability to build muscle, or even burn body fat. Well, and
2: cap. even if you're if you're seeing results in spite of it too, it, it's going to dramatically slow it down. And 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 gains and and about uh, recomping your body is is a slow process already. Yeah, like it's not an overnight thing to change your body composition. So it's already this. Long, slow grind to get to your goal as it is. If you throw chronic stress on top of that, you I mean, even just making it 10 or 20 percent worse is a lot. And that and that I think that is I think I'll be honest with you, I think chronic stress is probably one of the main culprits that causes people to quit. Because they feel like they're doing the right things because they're reducing calories and they're training their body really hard, but then they're not seeing the results. They're They're not getting the return on their investment. They feel like they're putting all this work in, but what they don't realize is they already have so much chronic stress in their life, and they don't recognize that the way they exercise is also considered a stress. And the one they're probably choosing is like the worst type of stress for their body considering all the other things they're stressing. Mm -hmm. And so here they are putting in all this work. And I know there's somebody listening right now that could totally relate to this. You're sweating your ass off in your work. You're consistent four or five days a week all the time. You make good food choices and your body just is not changing. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times the culprit is stress because you are just taking it from all other ends. And because we look at exercise and diet as healthy and good for us, you those both can be a stress. Eating in a calorie deficit is a stress. Right. Training your body hella hard is a stress. And if you're adding that on top of a very stressful life, you'll stall the fuck yeah, out, of your, out of your results. It's a very strong signal. Yes. You know,
3: it's know, it's a defensive signal to your body, uh, you know, to preserve things, right, it, it, at all costs. So... Uh, you know, sort of in this famine state, where you know, if I'm consuming something, I want to make sure I I have adequate energy to, to to move forward with. And so, you know, that's a strong signal your body already produces to keep you alive. So, yep. you know, it is a part of the equation for sure.
0: Yeah. Now, it is important to to know that stress isn't bad. It's not no. It's also not good. It's it could be either, and it's essential, right? So, they've done studies on quality of life and and meaning and purpose. And what do they find? When people do things that are more challenging, that cause more stress, for example, have kids, if you decide to have children, you can 100% bet that your stress is going to increase. But you can also, this is according to the literature, bet that your, qual- that your sense of meaning and purpose will also increase. So studies will show that stress is essential to a meaningful life. Stress tells your body to improve and strengthen not having any stress would make you very weak uh, and you, know, you, you would be more susceptible to disease. This is why hot-cold contrast, oh, my health improves when I do that. Well, you it's stressing the body and causing it uh, to strengthen. Here's the other thing that we're not considering. How chronic stress, even if it did none of those things, so let's just imagine in a magic world where chronic stress didn't have negative p- effects physiologically on you, it still affects your behaviors. So you, can, you will see that when people are chronically stressed, they're more likely to make poor food choices, for example. So I'm more likely to self-medicate with uh, sweet foods or junk food or things that I normally wouldn't choose or alcohol, right? I'm more likely to do those things. Chronic stress is, could potentially make me more likely to choose inappropriate exercise for my body. So what I tend to see with clients is people who are chronically stressed will do one of two things with exercise. Either one, they'll choose a form of exercise that's too hard for them. Why? Because that extra cortisol makes them feel better in the moment, right? So the chronically stressed person, they're the most likely to do the spin classes and the orange theory and the circuit type training. Or it makes you not want to do anything. Oh, I can't even think straight. I want to do nothing. And so you're you're more you're you're less likely to choose. Appropriate types of workouts for your body, you're more likely to choose foods that are unhealthy, that aren't going to serve your fitness and health goals. So, even if chronic stress had no effect on you physiologically, it 100% for sure has an effect on you behaviorally. So, what's the key to all of this? I think key number one is to be aware and then to help to place a little focus on management of stress. And, well, all right, what does that look like? Well, you could do things that offset it, like turn off electronics and get off social media. By the way, this is a big one. Like I was talking to, I, was, I can't say who this person was, but I was talking to somebody who this is what they specialize in and they work with people uh, and they work through, you know, stress. they like a therapist, right? And they said one of the number one things they do when they work with people have lots of anxiety and stress, and it's an easy first step is, is he says I tell people to not go on social media and not watch the news just for a couple weeks just to see how you feel. So that's one stress management uh, strategy. Another one is gratitude. Gratitude, man, that makes a big difference. Yeah, this, this is probably why parents, again, with kids who are more stressed, less time, spend more money. Most parents, if you tell them, "Hey, would you trade your kids for you know not having them anymore?" They'd say no, because they also bring this tremendous amount of gratitude. So it it it, it reframes all mm. those things and makes them worthwhile and valuable. So I think that's another strategy. Yeah, because you can
3: get caught in that loop of just constantly focusing on, you know, either what you don't have or what's not working and then just keep reinforcing that same thought process, which then just perpetuates uh, more stress to to be accumulated as a result. Totally.
0: Look, if you like our information, head over to mindpumpfree.com and check out our guides. We have fitness and health guides that can help you with almost fitness and health goal. You can also find all of us on Instagram. So Justin is at mindpumpjustin. I'm at Mind Pump Sal, and Adam is at Mind Pump Adam.
1: Thank you for listening to Mind Pump. If your goal is to build and shape your body, dramatically improve your health and energy, and maximize your overall performance, check out our discounted RGB Super Bundle at mindpumpmedia.com. The RGB Super Bundle includes MAPS Anabolic, MAPS Performance, and MAPS Aesthetic.